It's another day, I'm another John, and this is Another Note. Today's edition of Another Note is titled, A Fast Confession. Our scripture reference today is Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. As always, may the Lord add His blessing to the reading and hearing of His Holy Word. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted forty days and forty nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against the stone. Jesus said to him, Again, it is written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to him, All these I will give you, if you will fall down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him. And suddenly angels came and waited on him. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. In my United Methodist tradition, clergy members of an annual conference vote to ordain people. Prior to the vote, someone seeking ordination has completed a several-year process of discovery and discernment. For that person, that process began in the local church. Before the final vote and before the actual ordination ceremony, the bishop asked several questions of every candidate for ordination. We call them Wesley's historic questions. They include thoughts about personal faith in Christ, a review of the doctrine of the church, and a commitment to work wholly to God and His work. Candidates also answer to their willingness to serve the local church. Three questions are particular to that. Will you diligently instruct the children in every place? If I could have been so candid when the bishop asked me that, I would have said, People say I focus too much on children and youth. Will you visit from house to house? I try. You may be surprised to know a lot of people don't want others to visit them at home. Finally, will you recommend fasting or abstinence, both by precept and example? Yes and yes. 
The outset of Lent gives me a chance to talk about fasting. It's not that we don't talk about it at other times. It's that a lot of people connect Lent with fasting, and that's great. Now, do a lot of people practice fasting? My guess is not all that much. I say that because no one really approaches me about fasting. People ask me about reading the Bible or praying. I take that to mean they're wrestling with those. Now, I need to confess. During our year of quarantine and lockdown, I haven't fasted like I had done before. Sundays were my usual fast days. That was a personal decision, by the way. Church tradition has been to not fast on Sundays because it's a day of feasting and worship. Still, I allowed the disorder of the last year to get in the way of a spiritual practice I know to be holy and one I committed to exemplify to you. I understand how easy it is to let fasting be an afterthought. There are numerous examples of fasting in the Bible. Today, we look at the fast Jesus undertook in the wilderness for 40 days and nights. Whatever form of fast you choose to take on, let's consider a couple of aspects from that of Jesus. First, when his fast was over, he was famished. I don't mean to suggest you should starve or punish yourself through fasting. What I do see is that this was a serious time for Jesus. His wilderness experience was a test. It wasn't easy. It took effort for him to hold to it. When we get serious about work, about our dreams, about our latest streaming series, it is not going to hurt us to get serious about our walk with God. Second, we learn something about Jesus when his fast is over. Jesus probably learned something as well. Something about God, something about himself, maybe even something about the devil. When you fast, are you taking time to reflect on what God might be wanting to speak to your heart? Fasting is not just an act we do to show off our piety. Instead, it can be a willful time we open ourselves up to hearing from the Lord. Among other things, fasting teaches us to trust in God. That trust may be something we learn through fasting. There are also decisions we make when we fast. In deciding what and how you'll fast, you're determining how much you want to give up in this pursuit. If you need help figuring out what your fast can or should look like, I'm here for you. I told the bishop I would encourage you to fast, and I'm holding myself accountable to my practice. Will you consider fasting as a way to draw close to the will of God? I hope so. Stay blessed. Thanks for always supporting Another Note. This is our daily devotional. I'll keep writing and recording as long as you keep listening and we keep growing. If you ever find another note on iTunes or anywhere else podcasts are available, make sure to leave a review so others can join us. The easiest way to connect with me is online at anotherjohn.com. God be with you.